Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I am your host, Aaron Freeman, and today I am with Fangrag Sports' Rick Brown, and we're going to be talking quite a bit about the NFC South, the NFC, giving you guys the state of the rest of the division and conference as it relates to the Atlanta Falcons so far in this 2017 NFL season. You are locked on Falcons, your daily podcast on the Atlanta Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, we had a listener uh, asked me on a Q&A episode last week about doing a state of the NFC South, state of the NFC, and comparing how the Falcons were against some of the other teams around the division in the conference. So I brought along Rick Brown, a fan rag. He covers the NFC East and the NFC South for fan rag, and he's going to help me out. And welcome to the show, Rick. Hey, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Um, I, I, I've always admired your work, man, from afar. So I, I finally get a chance to, to get on your show. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. No problem, Rick. Just want to remind people that today's Locked On Falcons podcast is also brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code Locked On at MyBookie.ag for up to 100% deposit bonus. Also want to remind people that we're doing a pro football focus edge Giveaway as well. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to get all the details on that. So, Rick, let's oh, uh, man. Give... You, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> I mean, the pro football edge, if people don't know what that is, I mean, you get some good stats from they do a good job of getting, getting stats that analytic people would love. So, that is a good package deal you have. I hope people really jump on that because. If I wasn't in the business, that's what I would want, most definitely. All right, appreciate that, Rick. Check is in the mail for you, all right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Let's let's get into it. You you did cover a game today, the Giants and the Chargers. I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. The Giants are now winless. That's probably a big surprise, considering some people thought they would be sort of a, a... outside shot at winning the getting to the Super Bowl this year and at least yeah. being in the, in the contention to win their division this year and now it seems like their yeah. season is pretty much over what are your thoughts from today's game and sort of the Giants season as a whole I mean and, and really no pun intended but tough breaks for for the Giants today I mean you could say this the last three weeks of the year the last three weeks they lost the last two games on last second field goals, a 62 yarder against the Eagles. Uh, I don't even remember the one against the Bucks, how many yards that was since their kicker misses so many. <laughs> and, and then today they lose not one receiver, not two receivers, not three receivers, but four of their wide receivers. And they still have the lead in the fourth quarter. And, and they lose that game. And, and it is tough. It is tough for a team that came in, not talking about just making the playoffs, but you're right, going to the Super Bowl. They had Super Bowl aspirations coming into the season. But one thing that Ben McAdoo, the head coach, always said, he said, last year's gone. 
we can't live on last year's success. We have to make our success this year. And they haven't been able to do that yet. And you're right. I mean, I know a team, I think the Chargers was the only team to go 0-4 and make the playoffs. As a matter of fact, they made the Super Bowl in 92. But um, this is this is the Chargers team. And now without perhaps your best wide receiver, Odell Beckham, who fractured his, his ankle, he's probably out. It could be for the rest of the season. It could be a few. It doesn't matter. Without him, they're through. And it's... Um, the thing now is, can McAdoo get the Giants to play tough enough to keep his job? Because even though he, this is just the second year, you know how antsy people get and how people live week to week instead of looking at the big picture of things. And people, last week after they lost to the Bucks, they were, I, I was reading, they were calling for his head. I was like, what? Are you serious? This guy won 11 games for you last year. Now you're calling for his head. Well, if this losing streak continues, I, I can see that momentum keeping and picking up. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's hurting McAdoo is really sort of the offensive struggles since he's taken over the head coaching job. They've, you know, last year they were primarily known for their high level defense. This year the defense has taken a significant step back, and the offense hasn't sort of made that significant step forward, given how much they invested in sort of upgrading the skill position players. Brandon Marshall hasn't been a, a big addition to them. Sterling Shepard's been in and out of the lineup. Now you got Beckham out and it's basically been when Beckham's been on the field, they've been an effective offense, but for the most part over the last year or so, um, and I'm curious if you agree with that, but when he's not in the lineup, they pretty much are a bottom rung offense and they don't have a running game. They don't have an offensive line. And, and when you don't have a defense that can regularly stop folks to the same degree that they were doing last year it it really sort of is you know they look like one of the the worst teams in the league right now you you, you know and it's funny because i believe this team and i wrote about this uh today they have the elements of a running game they just don't do it enough and it's funny i mean they thought i didn't think paul perkins was the guy uh I really thought Gallman coming in, Wayne Gallman, rookie out of Clemson, coming in, that he could establish himself as their lead back. Uh, they had a guy, uh, Orleans Dakwa. He rushed. He had eight rushes for like sixty-eight, sixty-nine yards. I, I don't. I don't have my notes in front of me right now. And a touchdown. And then he got hurt. And then Gallman came in. And this was just his second game, but he rushed 11 times for 57 yards and, and showed the consistency that he had, that he showed when he was with Clemson. I believe that if they're going to have to rely on the running game now, no matter if Sterling and um, Brandon and, and, and Dwight, if those three receivers come back uh, next week, they're still going to have to rely, and they should rely on the running game. Because you're right, their defense – the, the thing with defenses is, is this, is that no matter how good they are, if you're on the field a long time, they're going to wear down. And if your offenses are scoring, then it puts that much pressure on the defense because one mistake could potentially cost you the game. And I think this has happened over the last, at least the last two weeks, is that the defense wore down and 
just one mistake, and it costs them. Uh, you lose two walk-offs or on or, or field goals. Uh, it, it's tough. So I don't think the Giants are as bad as their record indicate. But as a coach, as coaches always say, and Warren Sapp always told me, you are what your record says you are. And right now they are 0-5. Very good point. Rick, I, I do want to get your thoughts on the rest of the NFC. I have plenty of folks asking me for betting advice. Are the Falcons going to win? Who's going to cover this week? What about this Monday night game? The Vikings are favored by three points. It's Sam Bradford's first game back. It's Mitch Trubisky's first career start against a tough Vikings defense. Well, I got to tell you this, guys. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I tell people to go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for up to 100% deposit bonus. Mybookie.ag is by far the best sports book I've used. Mybookie.ag has been in business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. They have the fastest payouts, seriously, just two business days. You can have your own glitzy Las Vegas casino experience right from your smartphone. I like the Bears, but maybe you like the Vikings. Go to mybookie.ag and place your bets. Tell them I sent you by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You play, you win, you get paid. So uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, looking at the, this 2017 season so far, we're almost about a third of the way through. Uh, what were some of your expectations going into the year, and, and what areas have you watched that have lived up to your expectations and maybe some areas that haven't quite lived up to your expectations? Obviously, we, we talked about a team that certainly is, is playing below expectations like the Giants, but what other teams mm-hmm. are you looking at, or what other sort of developments have you seen so far this season that are sort of uh, – you know, playing into what you thought going into the year? Well, I thought the Falcons would bounce back. I, I thought the Falcons would be one of the better teams in in the conference this year, and I still believe they are. I, I just think even though they have – the thing that worried me was not only they changed their defensive coordinator, but they also changed their offensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator change didn't bother me too much because – as as you and your listeners know well know, uh, DQ was calling the plays uh, the latter half of, of of last year the defensive plays. So I, I figured even with Mark uh, uh, Manuel Manuel uh, Mark Quant Mark Mark Quant ah oh, I can't think I can MM I'm sorry Florida Gator I'm sorry MM. Uh, but Manuel uh, even with him taking over as uh, defensive coordinator. Um, I didn't think the defense would drop off too much. And with the additions, I actually thought they would take a step up. Uh, offensively, I was just concerned only if Sarkeesian did not want it to, um, what do you say, um, we say, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix it. Well, if he came in tinkering too much. And, and it doesn't look like he has that much. He's tried to add some wrinkles to it, but... Um, and, and you're not getting the the, the high scoring games that that you had last year early on, but you don't have to. You didn't have to because the defense is playing that much better. So the Falcons are where they I thought they were. Uh, I expected big things from Green Bay, the, the usual suspects: Green Bay, Dallas. Um, I, I expected Seattle to to even be better this year from last year, and they're starting to get their 
I think they're starting to get their footing. I, I thought that there would be a team that would surprise some people, you know, whether that would be the Bucks or Carolina coming back or someone else. There's always one team in the NFC to come out of nowhere, not make the playoffs last year and make it this year. And, and so far you, you, you're starting to see the Rams had a, are playing well, uh, not well enough to make that leap, but they're playing. They're playing good. They're playing better than people expected. And golf is just showing why he was picked that high. Uh, let's see. The Bucks. <laughs> it seems like it's, it's the same thing from last year. Early on, they 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 have kicking problems, and, and so and until they solve that, and until they can. Sh- prove that they can win a big game, a nationally televised game, a game that maybe they're not supposed to win, but if they want to be where there's, they say they want to be, they have to do it. Until they do that, then they're not going to be in the running either. Carolina. Now, people have, just have been all over camp his whole career. and But last year, they lost six games by three points or less, six. And, and they finished six and 10. If they win half of those, they're in the playoff. Uh, they're, they're, they're in the playoff hunt. So I expected them to be better this year. And, and so far they are. And, and they're doing, even without their best receiver, tight end Greg Olson, um, they put on a dominating performance today, and I thought um, that was big for not only Cam with the week he's had, but for that organization. Yeah, it does seem like the Panthers are getting back on track, uh, playing a lot better defense this year than they did last year. And, you know, I think that's helping them sort of win some of these close games because even this game against the Lions today, it came down, you know, the the Panthers were in control of that game for the most part. Um, But then the Lions, you know, Matthew Stafford and the Lions fourth quarter magic started to make things a little bit interesting in the end, but they sort of held strong. Um, Another team that sort of maybe could qualify as a surprise team. What are what are your thoughts on the Eagles being four and one? Yeah. And and being I grew up on. Uh, full disclosure, I grew up um, being an NFC East uh, fan and hater. I'm from D.C., so <laughs> I have loyalties up there. Uh, so I hated the rest of the NFC East. And how I forgot about these Eagles who are flying high right now, Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind what he threw for four touchdowns today. Um the uh getting Alshon Jeffries and Tory Smith really helped him out. And if they can establish a little bit better in the ground game and if the defense can just hold up, I think they can they can make some noise. I, I really think they can make some noise. I'm I'm not ready to say they're a playoff team yet, but they're getting my attention and I think they're getting the rest of the league's attention too. Yeah, and they're facing the Panthers on Thursday night football this week. And so, you know, at least from a record standpoint, you could say that that the winner of that game will at least through, you know, the the next couple of days this week be uh, reigning supreme in the NFC um, uh, for at least from a record standpoint. So it'll be interesting to see how those two teams match up this week and, and sort of who emerges 
uh, on top. And especially on the short turnaround, too, because those Thursday games are brutal. Uh, I, it usually takes the players two to three days to, to get their bodies right. And then if you have to travel and, and, and you're not getting any hitting and you're walking through and film work, and it's, it's tough on the players, the Sunday-Thursday turnaround. But, hey, everyone has to do it. Everyone has to do it. It's not, it's not like it was in the old days where the only Thursday games we had were – on uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so so this is this is what so and why I brought this up is I wish it was a Sunday game just to get the best out of both teams, but it is what it is. So <laughs> both of them they're going to have to show up, and we'll see what they do. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to me with the Thursday games because, as you say, you know you're usually like 90% of the time you're not going to get a, a great performance on these Thursday games. But because of that, they're, they're sort of like, there's a certain value to winning these games just because you know you're not going to play your best football, but if you can get a win um, and often against a, a quality opponent like this and you know you're not going to get their best shot, and so you can sort of steal a win and, and, sort, and whatnot. So I, I do think it's, sort of a testament to some of those teams that are a little bit more ready for prime time that can sort of handle the short turnaround and, and at least play well enough to, to pull off the W. And so I think for both of these teams, you know, the Panthers have a little bit more of the pedigree, but I do think if the Eagles can find a way to win this game, I think that will, um, you know, put things a little bit more in their corner about maybe this Eagles team is ready to sort of take care of business in the NFC East this year. I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Usually coaching plays a big part in, in, in leading up to these short games. And and if I had to, if if you're just looking at the coaching staff, you say, well, oh, well, Ron Rivera's been there, done that, so this should be. But, hey, your players still have to translate that onto the field. So we'll see. And we, and we both know that the – the Panthers can be schizo <laughs> on the field. I, I mean, they're just you, – you really don't know which Panther team is going to show up sometimes. And a lot starts with their quarterback, Cam Newton. Yeah. And I'm curious on that note, um, looking at the division, right now Carolina's atop the division with the 4-1 and one record. The Falcons were off this week. They're 3-1. and one. But do you feel like this is still Atlanta's division to win, or do you feel like Carolina has shown enough – particularly with their defense sort of bouncing back and looking like that at least 2015 caliber defense? Do you think that, you know, the changes, a lot of talk about the Panthers' offensive changes and sort of, you know, adapting their offense. I personally, when I've watched the Panthers this year, I don't feel like I'm watching a different offense than what I've seen from them in past years, except for, you know, Kirsten McCaffrey is actually kind of good. So it's like they added to the offense as opposed to, changing it but uh, i'm yeah. just sort of curious what are what are your thoughts on sort of what's going on in carolina and have they shown you enough for you um so far this season to feel like okay this team might actually um uh, start pushing ahead in this division i i think they can but in order to do that they're going to have to win at least 12 games uh, because that's what i expect that's where i expect atlanta to be by the end of the season. And so they're going to have to continue to improve offensively. And you're right. 
they they have added some pieces uh, with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, defensively, daggone uh, Peppers, Julius Peppers, he, did he drink some uh, Fountain of Youth? Did he come down to St. Augustine, Florida and, and get, get, get some of the Fountain of Youth or something? Because he's just – Balling like it's 1999. Okay, he wasn't playing for in a, in a, but still, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he just like he's the the young uh, Julius Peppers, uh, and so that for Panthers fans, that is encouraging. Um, another encouraging sign for them is um, the emergence of uh, Devin Funches, wide receiver, who's finally acting like he's he be, he belongs in the league and, and can play. The first two years, I wondered if he thought he was still back in in Ann Arbor in Michigan and, and playing against some scrubs or something because he just wasn't – he didn't pick it up. But this year he's picked it up and he's starting to perform better. And that's what they needed. They needed someone opposite of Benjamin instead of just Olsen um, to ball. And Dixon today had over 100 – I think 175 yards receiving at tight end. That was huge, and if he can continue that, then maybe this offense, they can uh, make some noise in the South and in the NFC. And so with time will tell. I still think they're chasing. I think they're closer. I think they're closer than people <clears throat> give them credit for. But I didn't think they were as bad last year as the 6-10 record indicated anyway. So I think they'll be there. I just don't know if they have enough to overtake the Falcons because in my opinion, I think the Falcons are still the class of the NFC South. Okay. Now, uh, NFC South team we haven't talked about yet is the New Orleans Saints. A lot of drama going on in that team with Adrian Peterson, it seems like. I, I don't know how you feel about that. How how did you think that move was going to turn out for them going into the year? So far, the results haven't been very promising. So far, the defensive resurgence, even though I think statistically they're better, it doesn't feel like this is a, a good Saints defense. But uh, we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes. What are your thoughts on the Saints so far? Yeah, I, you know, I expected more from their defense. Uh, but once um, – was it Fairley who went down in the um, – to a training camp, yeah. or, or, or no, no, no. He, he, yeah, his heart. He couldn't um, play. Once I think that that was a big blow for them in the middle, because Rankins is playing well. Uh, you know, Cam Jordan is, is going to give you what he has. Their linebackers have to play better, especially in the South. I mean, because you have too many guys who are good in space and too many running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield and can do a lot of things. Everyone picks on their secondary, but I think their linebackers have to play a whole lot better as well as their secondary, their corners especially. I think their rookie uh, draft pick from um, Ohio State is going to be okay at quarterback uh, eventually, but he's going to have to, he's going to, have to overcome um, being a rookie and he's going to have to learn the league. But I think that's a start. Uh, offensively, as long as Drew Brees is there, they're going to be able to move the ball. Am I surprised that the two running, the three running back system that they're trying to implement again isn't working? No, I'm not surprised because usually teams I, – I, I don't believe in the – I don't like the running back by committee 
thing. I, I, I don't like it at all. You can have two running backs, and, and the Falcons are a good um, are a good example of how a two running back uh, system can work. But still, everyone knows free is your guy. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. so so uh, Coleman is good and, and all, but free is the guy. And the other guys can come in for for rest and 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 a change of pace and, and all that. But back to the Saints, I was surprised they picked up AP because of the year Mark Ingram had last year. Had his first thousand yard season. Uh, seemed like he had finally was starting to get what it what it meant to be an NFL running back and what it takes to be successful in the league. And then they bring in someone to split his carries. I, I, I didn't like that at all from them. And I think the last couple of weeks, Sean Payton is like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's get back to what's been working. And that's um, running with Ingram and bringing Kamara, the rookie running back from Tennessee off the bench. <clears throat> and in third down situations, and he is a playmaker. He can make things happen every time he touches the ball. So offensively, they're going to be fine. But like you said, defensively, they still have some work to do. Yeah, yeah. Here's a hot take. I'll throw one out there. I think they should just cut Adrian Peterson. I don't know what the cap ramifications are, but I just think go with Ingram, go with Kamara. The offense is so much better with those guys. Just cut bait with Peterson. It's like, you know, I don't see how that situation works itself out any in any positive way. I just think you move on, bring in somebody that can help your team elsewhere. Um, but who knows? I, I don't, don't know. cut them though. I I don't cut them only because the NFL is rough and it's it usually takes at least two solid running backs to to make it through a season because running backs always get dinged up because of the amount of punishment they take. And if Ingram does get dinged up, then you have a veteran. You have a guy who you can save into the fourth quarter. That's how I thought they were going to use him. They, they used Ingram and Kamara the first three quarters or first uh, first half and or half of the third quarter and then let AP pound him to, to, to end the game. But who do I know? I'm just a reporter. <laughs> I'm not a head coach. I'm not as smart as um, Sean Payton. So uh, <laughs> he knows the team better than me. But I am surprised. But I wouldn't cut him just because I think he still can add something to this team. I just don't think it's they, they need him right now to do it. Okay. If that makes any sense. No, it, it makes perfect sense. What I'm no, I, I get that. I understand that, and, and like that would be the only trepidation I would have, just because it would uh, hurt your depth in the event that. But like, I feel like if if Ingram gets hurt, you know, it's it's going to be. If I was Sean Payton, and again, what do I know? I'm just a guy like you. But um, you know, I would just ride um, Kamar all day long. You know, just like oh, we're just going to throw the ball 50 times with Drew Brees, and it's going to include 10 passes to Alvin Kamara at that point. But um, you know, what do I know? What do we both know? Yeah. Who knows? And that and that's why they finished seven and nine the last three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so we'll see what how that goes. 
Um, I, I want to go wrap this thing, this NFC South chat with, if you have any other thoughts on the Bucks, their defense looks a little bit iffy this year, particularly, uh, against the pass. I'm curious, you know, they've had issues in the secondary in the past years, and that was something that seemed to be getting back on track last season, but now they're having issues with getting after the quarterback. Um, do you feel like this is a, a situation that can get solved for the Bucks moving forward, or um, is this going to be something that's going to be hurting them um, as the rest of the year goes on? No, they've been hurt at linebacker the last um, at least two weeks. And uh, Levante David and Quan Alexander, who I expected to have a huge year this year, uh, Quan has been out since week one, I think. And, and, and so that, it has really hurt. They've had to rely on basically three unknowns. Uh, a, a, a guy who's been nothing but a special teams guy in um, Darius Gladden in the middle. Kendall Beckwith has played his butt off um, rookie uh, his rookie season this year. And, and then Devontae Bond, who was on IR all last year as a rookie, um, got his most time last week and played okay, but you can see that uh, the Patriots with all those crossing patterns, which is killing the linebackers. I think that's where they've been hurt the most. When Brent Grimes went out, um, and you guys know Brent Grimes very well, I mean, he's still playing at a high level as a, as a number one cornerback. And when he went out, uh, Vernon Hargreaves is not ready to take over as the number one, and I think he's lost a little bit of confidence. But I saw him all doing training camp. I saw him during the preseason. This guy has talent. And once his confidence kicks in, I think you're going to see him emerge as their top corner. I don't think it'll be this year, but he has too much talent just to be getting smoked like he has been the last couple of weeks. And I think once the linebackers come back, Levante and Quan, I think that their defense, the entire defense will play much better. Okay. Uh, Rick, before we leave out of here, do you have any bold takes that you want to give out for the last uh, 10 or 11 weeks of this season about anything you people to keep their eyes on or, you know, anything that you feel like could happen the rest of this year that people can, uh, um, hang their hat on and be like, oh yeah, th- th- that Rick Brown guy talked about this on the uh, episode of Locked On Falcons podcast in October. Keep your eye on the Falcons linebackers this, moving forward. What I've noticed and from the second half of last year, when the Falcons are attacking teams defensively, when they're bringing the linebackers, when the linebackers are playing downhill, that's when the Falcons have been at their best defensively. Uh, once Vic gets back, you, you see what you have in, 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 in Cac, uh, McKinley, uh, 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 Jarrett is, 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 has proven that he is the real deal in the middle. Your linebackers, if they can get going, and I love Deion Jones, I, I, I really do. But your interior linebackers, not outside guys, but your interior linebackers, um, they get going. I, I think the Falcons' defense is going to go to a, a different level, and it's, it's going to be scary 
they're, they're going to be scary good. And I think as the season progresses, they'll continue to grow and get better. And then my Super Bowl pick will be um, will be in hand. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So my so that that's my bold prediction. Watch the Falcons linebackers elevate the the Falcons defense. Okay, I look forward to that. I'm, I'm hoping we see that because I think they did not play up to par, in, in my opinion, against Buffalo. And I think that was a reason why the Falcons lost that game. And I'm hoping that we can see more from them this year because I, I do think those guys have a lot of untapped potential in terms of what they can do on the football field. Agreed. Totally agree. So, Rick, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your written stuff if they want to get some more of this insight. Yeah, please. Um, follow me on Twitter at RickBrown91. And when you do, just say hi to me. I mean, I, I am very friendly for the most part, except when the moon is full and when you when you attack me. <laughs> but other than that, I'm a very friendly guy. So find me at RickBrown91. If you want to read my stuff, read it at FanRagSports.com. Click on the NFL. Look for the NFC East or NFC South. I'm usually writing something every day or at least six days a week on, on one of those one of those divisions. So um, I hope to um, get some more followers and, um, and and hope you read myself there. All right, Rick, I appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with me, talking NFC South, NFC. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out. Maybe we can uh, do this again in, in five or six weeks and see how things are, are going. Uh, if, if our predictions today are, are sort of our – thoughts today are, are still on track to coming true and whatnot. Uh, I look forward to it. I hope so, Aaron. And um, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Uh, you have a good one. All right. All right, guys, this edition of the Locked on Falcons podcast was brought to you by mybookie.ag. Get into all the action at mybookie.ag where they will match your deposit up to a hundred percent bonus. Use the promo code locked on. All right, guys, let's do the Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. As Rick said on the show, appreciate Rick for the the shout-out there. Pro Football Focus Edge is the $40 value. You get player grades, snap counts, position rankings, fantasy projections, links to their draft articles, links to their fantasy articles, all that type of stuff. It's really a good tool. I've mentioned it before on this show. It's a great tool to, to, to start to prepare for the next week's opponents. If you want to find more insights into the Dolphins, if you don't want to sit there and and plow through, you know, hours of horrible Dolphins offense uh, football, you can go to Pro Football Focus, get the inside, who lines up here, how often are they doing this, how much are they doing that, and you get all that with Pro Football Focus Edge. Uh, how do you get in on this Pro Football Focus Edge action? Well, my listeners, you got to go to Locked On Falcons on iTunes. Give us a rating and review there, five stars if you will. Leave your Twitter handle in the uh description in the review and uh, they will randomly pick at the end of each week one winner to get a pre pro football focus edge account and uh, you'll be good if you don't get that pre pro pre <laughs> I can't say this word it's hard that free pro football focus edge account you can still get great insights from pro football focus you can check out jeff ratcliffe the director of fantasy for pro football focus on locked on fantasy with Vinny Iyer every thursday you can also check out friend of this podcast mike renner uh, on locked on nfl with matt williamson every wednesday as well so there you go guys 
Oh, wait. Speaking of Pro Football Focus Edge accounts, let me see if we have some uh, new iTunes reviews. We have, It seems like we've gone a couple of days without some. And, uh, you know, looks like we got one from uh, S. Shane. Uh, five-star review titled Locked On. Love the whole Locked On family at Shane Spencer. Shane did it right, you know. I mean, Shane could literally do this for every uh, Locked On show and uh, be in on uh, every show to try to get that Pro Football Focus Edge account. You can just go to each each Locked On show, get that five-star review so you can enter in the Pro Football Focus drawing. And, if you know, that will increase the chances that you win and also increase the chances that you get read your – Review gets read on this show and also helps this show go up in the rankings because, you know, iTunes' algorithm and all that type of stuff. So that's that, guys. Appreciate Shane for doing it. I, you know, I don't even know if Shane's a Falcon fan. I, I apologize, Shane, if you are a Falcon fan. But, you know, short and sweet. Looking at your uh, Twitter page. seems like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're a Chiefs fan, but I have no idea. Who knows? Doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> All right. Standard outro, guys. Let's see. Twitter. Locked on Falcons is the show's Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is Falcfans. Let me know it's podcast related. If you have any questions, comments, um, issues, suggestions, whatever that type of stuff, you can send it that way and just let me know it's podcast related. Um, if you just send it to Locked On Falcons, I will know it's podcast related. Uh, Locked On Falcons is the Facebook page. Give us a like while you're there. If you hate Character limits, you can also use the email address that's lockedonfalcons at mail.com, falcfans.com, audioboom.com. That's where the show is posted daily. You can leave a comment there as well. So that's it, guys. We, you know, if you missed it, you our fan talk wasn't on Friday as it normally is. We did it on Sunday show. So check out our episode um, with uh, Aaron C. Williams, uh, another Aaron, on the podcast. Yeah, uh, to to Aaron it up, AA Ron it up, and um, that's what you know. Check that out if you if you haven't already. Um, this Monday episode will also be, you know, a, a slightly different from the rapid reaction, but we're giving sort of rapid reactions if if you can call a five week wait uh, rapid on the NFC in the NFC South. And I thought you know today's insights was interesting and. Tomorrow, maybe we'll do more Q and A. Um, maybe we'll take a first look at the Dolphins. Maybe we'll do something. I have no idea. That's why you guys can get involved with the show and, and sort of give suggestions on how you think we should handle this bye week. You know, it's a little late now. I mean, I would have used these suggestions over the weekend, and that would have helped me plan these things. But now we'll figure it out, and uh, we'll ha- we'll definitely do a crossover pod with Locked On Dolphins host Travis Wingfield. We'll definitely probably have a Falcons fan on at some point this week to talk about uh, what they did during the bye week. We can uh, commiserate on on chicken wing preferences or, or something like that. I don't know. All right, I'm 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 rambling at this point. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, or certainly later this week, to talk more Falcons. Stay locked on in brotherhood. Rise up. You are locked on Falcons. Your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Because why else, you know, I guess you could tweet at Locked On Falcons and complain about at Falcons on Twitter, you know, it'd be weird. But, uh, you know, we can pretend that they're they're not 
hosted by the same person. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.